Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show, but before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me 
and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my friend, Jamie Bronstein. Jamie, my friend, how are you? What is happening in your world today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much. And I'm just working like crazy as normal. Yeah, same. I totally get that. For those who don't know about you, which I do, you and I have been friends for a while. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I have been practicing psychotherapy. I've been a relationship coach for 20 years. And I always like to say that I popped into this world destined to do this, especially because my name in French means I love. J apostrophe A-I-M-E means I love. J'aime in French. So I always feel that I just popped into this world. And then it really was my first psychology class in high school where I just became obsessed and so excited. I felt like it gave me this power. It helped me to just finally understand life and people. And so that's really what propelled my fascination and intrigue with psychology. And I got my bachelor's in psychology, master's in social work, um, certificate in spiritual psychology. And anyhow, throughout the course, I found that the clients that came in that either were single, were in a couple, or going through a breakup or divorce, were the ones that I gravitated to the most. And in addition to that, I'd say my personal reasons are I feel very grateful that I grew up with parents that have now been married for 51 years. And I use that to help inspire people to know that true, true love, I hate saying that, but authentic love, deep love, truly does exist. And it, and Everyone can have it. It's everyone's birthright. I also, personally, I did not get married. I met my husband when I was 34, did not get married till I was 37. So I have years of dating and I was a huge dater. They called me the kissing bandit. Well, I called myself the kissing bandit. I loved dating, which is also a good thing because I look at dating as a positive thing. I help my clients with that. Um, but, and I am writing a book called Man A Festing. It will be published in February. Anyhow, so I share my stories. I had to go through so many trials and tribulations. I had to learn so much about what it really takes to manifest love. And I believe I manifested my husband because through trial and error and finally doing all these spiritual, psychological tools and tips that I teach, um, biggest one being surrender, but we can talk about that later, it happened. We'll be right back to today's show, but first I need to ask you a question. Are you feeling stuck? Are you feeling like you don't have the support to go to the next level in your healing journey? Are you feeling like you wish you had a little bit more support from not only myself, but the Unbroken Nation? Well, my friend, I want to invite you to come and join our live weekly coaching sessions in Think Unbroken. All you have to do is go to keys, K-E-Y-S, keys.thinkunbroken.com to sign up and join us today with 100% money back, no questions asked, guaranteed and no contract or commitment every week 
for the next year. You can come and be a part of our live coaching sessions each Monday as we dive deep into not only answering your questions, but questions from the Unbroken Nation and help you take all of the information that you learn in the podcast, in the courses, and other areas of this journey, bring them into your life, and use it in a way that is practical, life-changing, and transformative. So my friend, join us at keys.thinkunbroken.com, and we will see you this Monday. Mm, I love that. It's powerful. And I am very much on the side of let's talk about it now and not later. And I, I think that's such an important point. You know, I look at this idea of manifestation. I do it all the time in my life. I've done it time and time and time again to the point where I'm like, it almost as eerie, right? The ability that we have to actually create what we want. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to put in work. This isn't the secret. Like, let's not talk about this idea. You can just wish shit into existence because that's not how life goes down. I mean, you know, as the self-proclaimed kissing bandit, you had to go on 8,000 dates, right? Before you find your person. And I think that people feel like, oh, this didn't work. So I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of admiration. I'm not worthy of compassionship, uh, passion. I'm not worried of any of those things. And it's really, I, I do believe to some extent, it's like surrendering to the reality that you are worthy of those things and allowing it to come to pass. So I want to start there and I want you to talk about surrender and what that actually means and why that played such a pivotal role, not only in your life, but in the people that you help. So let's talk about surrender, but also what you're saying is how do we shift those negative narratives to actually manifest? So surrendering is all about getting, letting go of control. Control is an illusion anyway. So by surrendering, we say, it's also saying, I, I give it up to you. God, universe, higher power, whatever you want to call it. Because we as humans think that we know what's best for us. That's why we try to control so much. But if we say, okay, I'm doing everything in my power to make this happen. I trust that you will bring me this or something better for the highest good of all concerns. So, you know, you say what you want, but then you trust that the universe will bring you what you need. And to address the, the topic of feeling unworthy of love, incapable of love. All of these things that, that we buy into that our ego is saying, fear-based and lies, it all stems from either childhood, well, from childhood, or an adult romantic relationship, something that somebody said to you in the sandbox, something that a parent said to you. And we buy into it. We believe it. So what I help my clients do is to go from here, which are the lies, drop into your heart and say what the truth is. The truth, of course, I'm worthy of love. Of course, you know, there's a negative narrative. All the good guys are taken, you know, or, or the, my time has passed. Whatever your, your story is, you, you go from your head to your heart and you say what the truth is. And this doesn't happen overnight. It takes yeah. practice. It, it does. And I think one of the really important things that people should hold on to, especially if you come from traumatic background, right? Many of the people who listen to this show, like me, have come through just the most substantially painful realities of childhood that one can even imagine. And finding love begins with you first. And I think that for so many people, and this was me in my 20s, right? You talk about serial dating and, you know, hookups and, you know, the internet being this thing that it was at the beginning for me of just being able to connect with people. And I thought, what was a fulfilling way, which I would come to discover actually was not, 
where it's like, we go find all this external shit and we're like, please make me fucking love myself other person. And it's like, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And so many people struggle with this. And the narrative, yes, I do believe is capable of being, I deserve this. But what about those people who have been just so stuck, so hurt, so abandoned, so broken, right? And they're like, I, but do I really? Like, how do they navigate mm-hmm. this conversation? So it's kind of like before you, you're trying to get a job. Let's say you're right out of college, you're trying to get a job. And everybody keeps saying you need experience. And you say, well, how do I, how do I get experience if I don't have experience? Or how do I have experience if I can't get it? That whole chicken or the egg thing. So it takes a lot of intentionality and being conscious and aware. And if you can start getting conscious of the fact that you are identifying as a victim, that is how you start to shift it. Because I believe that the universe gives us what we focus on. So if we are focused on identifying as a victim, we'll keep manifesting experiences, opportunities, non-opportunities, and people, potential mates, that will just validate that we are a victim. So it's a choice and it's not easy. It's hard, but it takes courage and the feminine courage is strength of heart. So courage, core, core, C-O-U-R, heart. It takes strength of heart to say to yourself, I'm going to make a choice right now because I know that my past sucked. It sucked. But do I want to stay in jail forever or do I want to free myself from those shackles? And do the hard work, go to someone like Michael or me, depending on what it is, and really do that work and deep dive and find, get back to that self that you were, as that you were born as, that soul. And that is the work that I do. I help people get past the barriers, negative narratives, victim mode, that are preventing them from accessing their authentic self, which is a beautiful, innocent, pure being. What do you think are what's called the top three barriers that people have from being able to access this? So definitely negative narratives, these things that people are saying to themselves. Um, being in victim mode and then also not trusting themselves, hmm. meaning not trusting their intuition about things. For instance, you are, I think part of, you know, indecisiveness and needing to ask a million people for their opinion, that all is, to me, speaks that you're not connected with yourself. So not being connected with yourself. If you're at lunch and you need to ask the waiter or waitress what the best thing on the menu is, that they might tell you what they like the best, but it's all about what do you like the best. So not being in touch with your intuition holds you back also from healing and moving on. Yeah, I agree with the, well, it's hard to trust yourself, right? One of the hardest parts about coming through traumatic experiences is you learn to not trust yourself because in some capacity, it becomes a survival mechanism, right? And you're like, to be me is dangerous, so I can't be me. And then what you suddenly are in are these connections and relationships where it's like, you have never been yourself one time. And then the mm-hmm. truth comes out and then it's like, hey, motherfucker, like what is really going on here? Because I promise you that person you're pretending to be is being seen. 
right? You can't sleep at night. You're in this chaotic thought process all the time. You're feeling emotionally unstable. And it's like, yeah, probably because you're not being forthright and you have to stop lying. And I think that's one of the really hard parts is people, especially in relation and connection, they feel the need and the urge to be inauthentic, believing that it's the very thing that will actually create connection. And you're like, but is it though? And so in this, and I, I can see you smiling because we're in agreement, right? Like, yeah. like how do people get into authenticity when they only know being inauthentic in relationships? So I would say you need to kind of threaten yourself or challenge yourself. The threat is basically, I'm not going to end up with the person I'm supposed to be with who's really aligned with my authentic self if I keep showing up as anybody else but myself. Also, it takes so much more energy to not be yourself. When you just say, okay, I'm just going to be me, it takes this weight off. And then it's also about not having an attachment to the outcome. So it's, it helps you to be yourself by going into a date or a job interview or an anything, a webinar, anything, with no attachment to the outcome. Meaning that people, I just want people to see me and hear me and love me for everything that I am. And if they don't, bless their soul. I, this is, I'm the fun boss. I'm the wonderful boss. You want to be on this bus. But if you don't, then that's totally cool. So it is about not having an attachment to the outcome. That helps, once again, free yourself to just show up as yourself. In my book, I've identified a bunch of different dating personas. For instance, and I'm bringing this up because one of them is the chameleon. And it's, it's getting aware that you are even being the chameleon in every different relationship, that you are acting differently, saying that you like things that you don't, doing different things. I, I have an example in my book about how years ago I was dating this guy and he loved scuba diving. I never, ever thought I wanted to, never entertained it. I got certified and I spent a lot of money. I got certified to be a scuba diver and we went once to Catalina Island near LA. I do have to say it was, it was peaceful. Like while I was actually doing it, I really, I did enjoy it while I was doing it, but everything else about it and my, the fear of so much fear went into it. I will never do it again. I had no desire to do it, but that's a perfect example of, I, it's like, I wanted to spend more time with him. It's, re it's ridiculous, ridiculous. I should have just said, well, if I, you know, could go back, but we can't. Dude. No, thanks. You go and have fun. That's it. Yeah. And, and it's really hard. Like I'm sitting here in real time, like I'm scratching my head thinking about all these moments where I was like, oh yeah, I would absolutely do that with you and be like, I fucking hate doing this kind of thing. And then eventually you get to this place where I, I, I truly believe it's like you build confidence, right? You build being connected to yourself and your authentic self, which I know is a word everybody throws around all the time, but it's true. It's like, there is a space in you that is your truth. And when you operate in that space, it is authentic. And when you do that, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to attract like-minded people. And two, people who are not in their authenticity will float away from you. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I think people have to do is be okay with that. And, and when people get stuck, now obviously with your background, looking at this world from a lot of different spaces, how can somebody start to get unstuck and be able to start to step into authenticity? Because, you know, you said don't lie. It's like, 
I guarantee you, if you're anything like me, where I was when I was 25, if I heard this, I'd be like, oh, okay, great. Thanks. Like I never thought about that. Right. And so like, what do people do? Like if we even just started there, like how do you start to just get unstuck so you can get into authenticity, so you can find love and relationship that's connected? So what's coming to me, the umbrella is healing. Healing. You need to heal these unresolved issues. And what that means is, yes, part of it are these negative narratives. But when it really comes down to it, what it comes down to is loving yourself unconditionally. And once again, sounds cliche, but let me explain what that really means and what authentic self really means. So loving yourself unconditionally means that you love yourself no matter what. You have forgiven yourself. You have forgiven people in your life. It, it gives you this freedom. And loving yourself unconditionally also means that there's no judgment. There's no judgment. It's, it's saying, I chose to do this. I love myself anyway. Someone says something to you that you get triggered by. I'm going to love myself even more. That's a big one. When you, somebody says something to you that makes you feel bad, you say, I'm just going to love myself even more because I know the truth about myself. These things take time. Once again, it takes practice. So I don't know if that answers your question. I, I, I love that you're saying here's the 25 year old who's saying whatever, but these things are real. And once again, talking to a professional and getting past your ego. Now I'm going into the 25 year old. There are a lot of defense mechanisms. People are showing up as cocky or they think they're confident, but really inside, they're really not. So it's about really taking a look at yourself, owning up, looking at yourself and loving yourself coming and showing up more empowered. Yeah, I think deploying a tremendous amount of grace, and you talked about healing being this umbrella, like you have to give yourself grace in this. You know, I look back at 10, 11, 12 years ago, really starting the beginning of this journey, and it was like, Yo, I would take one step forward and 10,000 freaking steps backwards because one of the things I had not done is I had not really identified like what I actually wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, here I am in this rudderless boat trying to like go to shore of this new life. And I was like, I don't even know what that new life looks like. And I realized in that journey that a big part of it was even though I'd been doing some of these healing modalities, I still have this massive amount of fear. And, and I think so many people have fear and then fear turns in like the self-fulfilling prophecy. And then suddenly you're in this place where it's like, wait a second, what is happening? How do people start to navigate the fear of becoming? Okay. Well, I love that we're bringing up fear because in life, there are two things. There's fear and there's love. That's it fear and love in every choice we make, in everything that we say, in everything that we do, it's either fear or love. So just like going to AA, you have to acknowledge there's a problem. So if you acknowledge in your life, I am living a fear-based life. And like we said before, like I said before, the universe gives us what we focus on. If we are focused so much on fear, fear is also the future. The past is depression. If we're not being present and we're just focused on fear, nothing good is going to come out of that. So once again, it's a threat to yourself. And 
But really, it's, it's really about awareness because the average human is not aware of the, the amount of fearful thoughts that we are having and the amount of choices that we are making that are fear-based. And a little history-ish is that when I say the ego and going dropping from your head to your heart, our ego, which is fear-based, it's doing the best it can. Like, we're doing the best we can. It's trying to keep us safe. And it's there because a long time ago it prevented us from getting killed by bears or fires. It tells us, no, stop. But now as evolved humans, we need to have a talk with it. And we need to say, I got this. Like, let me be free. Let me, let me be, live a big life. Stop holding me back. Scary proposition. Because I think that when you sit in that, what you have to realize, and this is, I think, to believe a, to be a very real truth, is I do believe that people are more afraid of success than they are of failure. And they're scared of this idea that I can have a loving, compassionate, kind relationship with no physical, mental, or emotional violence, where we don't yell at each other and hit each other, where we, we don't use our worst secret against each other where it's not conniving and all of those things, you know, contempt ultimately shows up in those relationships and you can go look at any research around it. Contempt is often the gateway to divorce, to failed relationships, to all of those things. And I remember like, as I started shifting in my own life to get to this place of really just a tremendous amount of self-compassion in that I realized like, wait a second, I don't want to be afraid. I was going to say, I don't want to be feared. I don't want to be afraid of having everything, having a great relationship, having great friendships, having all of this stuff. And it really came down to just sitting down and going, what do I want? And, and at the beginning, you talked about manifestation. And I, I think that it's such a fucking buzzword right now that people don't understand even how to do it. They're just like, I'm manifesting all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah but wait a second. You're probably missing the boat here somewhere. So I'd love for you to kind of just break down, like, what does manifesting actually mean, especially in terms of love? Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? We'll be right back to today's episode, but I want to take a moment and invite you to Think Unbroken Conference. That's right. Our next conference is happening right around the corner this December with amazing speakers from around the world who are leaders in personal development, trauma education, mindset, and more. All you have to do to register to watch for free, that's right, $0, come and join us, is go to myunbrokenlife.com, register and sign up. You can get access to to the free event. Watch it live with us this December. It'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like Anthony Trucks, Jamie Bronstein, Leslie Logan, and a special interview that I'm doing with Dr. Gabor Mate that has never before been released. So come and join us, myunbrokenlife.com. All you have to do is put in your email. We'll send you over the registration. You'll be able to come and join us, watch live. And then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever. But in the meantime, go sign up. Up, block it off on your calendar. This is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss. Head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free. Until next time, be unbroken. Yeah. So there are steps. And I mean, each chapter of my book is essentially a different step. And by the way, even though it's called manifesting, you can use these, these 
tricks, these tools, these nuggets of wisdom, and you can apply it to everything in life. So the first step we've already gone over is loving yourself. You have to love yourself because our outside our outside experience is a reflection of our inner reality. So we already went over that. You need to love yourself so you're actually showing up as your authentic self to manifest that aligned match. It's about attracting. And this is the law of attraction buzzword also, however, very real, literally very real. You were just saying before, you feel like sometimes things are even like you said eerie. I would say like crazy. It's crazy. Like, um, I don't know. Things are happening to me all the time. I, I was randomly thinking about this guy the other day and then I, I got a or I was telling my husband a story about this random man that had sent me a message on Facebook and then I had written to my friend who I was asking if he's related to this guy because this guy was a little creepy anyhow I was just telling my husband that story and as I'm telling him I receive a message on Facebook from my friend who I'd sent a message to but I'd sent him a message I don't know days earlier I hadn't thought about it, and like in that moment so this is an example of, of how we're constantly like when you're in this zone, you're just connected. So you want that's a point. That's a point. You want to be connected to yourself so you can be connected to the universe, which I'll get more into that in my book. Trust me, it makes sense. So want to be connected to yourself, love yourself so you can manifest that which is aligned with you. You need to, once again, trust. Trust yourself. You need to cultivate this intuition. Be in your integrity always. It is the most powerful, wonderful feeling to just trust yourself on your manifesting journey. You don't need to ask a million people. Trust yourself. Get really, get really connected with yourself. Along those lines, something that I tell my clients to do is before you go to sleep at night, make a list of about 10 I am statements. I am smart. I am worthy. Whatever you say. I am beautiful inside and out. And you say those right before you go to sleep. And that, that starts to help the process of getting connected with yourself. I do have a free gift, which is seven days of manifesting love, affirmations and manifestations. I mean, and um, exercises, which that is one of the exercises. Um, so I can share the link with you. Um, so that anyhow, to wrap this up, and I don't want to give everything away, but a few other aspects of manifesting are you need to believe that it's going to happen. Like literally, you have to believe it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Visualize living as if it's already happening. I tell my clients to undo both sides of the bed at night. The universe needs to know that there's room to even bring this person in. Okay. When you set a place setting for dinner, I don't know if anybody actually does that, or you pour a glass of wine or pour some, you're eating dinner, put a plate, put a plate and some silverware for. For your lovely guest with you and also have the men start to have the mentality of you are in a couple and what it would feel like and once again I have exercises and tools for this and the cool thing about visualization is that our brain doesn't know the difference between something actually happening and it not happening so the more that we actually live as if it's happening the more easily it will come into our life and that's also why it's important not to live in the past because if you're living in that mentality of the past, you're not healing. Yeah. And, and a lot of that makes so much sense. I've never heard anybody say undo both sides of the bed. I think that's a really interesting concept, but I mean, it makes sense to me. So either the universe will bring you someone or a ghost, like whatever, 
Like, and, and so, you know, I do think about this stuff and I'm like, you, you have to set yourself up for success and build the habits and the routines around these things. And it's not just this quasi, like, I'm going to try things and see what happens because of whatever. It's like literally just putting yourself through the paces. You know, I, I look at it, whether it's speaking on stages or writing books or podcasting or my own relationships, it's kind of like I predict what they're going to be so frequently. I have fucking deja vu all of the time because I visualize it and visualize it and visualize it. And it's funny, you know, I remember the first time I wrote down like a speaking goal. I was like, I'm going to speak in front of 20,000 people one day. But at the beginning, like two people showed up, right? Mm -hmm. And then one day I spoke in front of Grant Cardone's 10X community and there were 10,000 people in that room. Still not to my goal, but halfway. And it's like, but it started with an idea. It started with this concept of closing. I would close my eyes and I'd be like, I see the stage. I see the people. I see the microphone. I see the spotlights. I'm, I can't actually see the people because the spotlights are so bright. And you go through this whole thing. And, and I think that applies to relationships and love as well. And to sit down and to write it down and create it and focus on it. It was interesting. I was, I was lived in Thailand and I met this amazing, amazing woman. And she was telling me about how her and her husband had connected. She is a woman who grew up in Indiana. Her husband's from the other side of the world. But the one common interest she said was a must. She was like, I had to make sure I married somebody who likes salsa dancing. And you're talking about this guy who's like from the other side of the world, like salsa dancing, not a thing, but she, she wrote him down to the entirety, top to bottom. We went through this exercise and this was like six years ago, five years ago, excuse me. And she said, I put it under my pillow every night, this piece of paper. And she said, and I dated tons and tons and tons and tons of people until I found him. And then I just went through the list. I started checking it off, checking it off, checking it off. And ever since then, I was like, oh, I'm going to definitely mimic and model that because that makes so sense. Because if she can do it, like, why can't I? And I think so many people going back to this idea about worthiness, it's like they feel like they're unworthy, but it's also like, what are you doing to be worthy? Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest things I've learned from my mentor is like, you have to become a person who is worthy of the person that you want to be in your life. Mm -hmm. This is all leading to my question. So often people will go through these exercises. They'll start to adapt these mindsets. They'll do a lot of the things that you're talking about and yet they sabotage it. They sabotage. They'll find the perfect relationship. They'll lie. They'll find the perfect relationship. They'll cheat. They'll find the perfect relationship. They don't show them admiration or care or respect the boundaries. Everything that they want is right there and yet they sabotage it. Why do people do that? And how can people stop doing that to themselves? They do that because they haven't fully healed and they don't have the proper tools as or support as it's happening, as it, let's say they're happy, they have everything and then it's starting to crumble or they're starting to self-sabotage. Maybe they don't have somebody that they're accountable to. If they're not being accountable to themselves and they're not aware that this is happening, they don't know what to do about it. That's why a you or me or any type of trained professional support person can help. And when you are not healed, once again, fear and love, it's going to be the fear that's going to be driving the boss. The fear is saying is still there, obviously. If someone is self-sabotaging, then they're saying I, it's too much or 
it's too good to believe. When people say it's too good to believe, that's what you're focused on. The universe will make sure that it is too good to believe. So it's awareness. It's being very intentional. It's, it's taking ownership of, okay, I'm aware that I'm about to ruin this. I'm about to fuck this up. Please help me. I need to help myself. I need to do whatever. Take action. You know, we were saying before, it's not just about, oh, I want this to happen. No, you have to take ownership. You have to take action. And whatever that action is for you, if it is talking to a trained professional, if it is reminding yourself constantly, this is the lie. What is the truth? This is the lie. What is the truth? And I tell people in line at Starbucks, at the library, driving down the street, Wherever you are, be aware of your thoughts because thoughts become things. We all know that right now, I think. Thoughts become things. So that is the how. That's how you shift it. And once again, threaten yourself. Challenge yourself. Do I really want to lose this? You have to be aware of what is going on. Like you have to, be, you have to see it crumbling and say, I need to, I need to get a hold of myself. A lot of my clients um, that they've been my clients for a while now, it's really sweet. I'll get this frantic text. Oh my God, this is going on. Then like maybe a few texts, like all this drama and everything. And then I give it a moment. And then a lot of times I don't have time to write right back. Anyway, by the time, let's say I can write them back. a A lot of times they say, okay, I've centered myself. I've gotten back to myself. I've gone through the process that you taught me. And now I have a different perspective. It's about shifting your perspective, seeing life through a different a lens of perception also. Yeah. And, and I think shifting your state also, like, I mean, you, you make these rash decisions in a state of anxiety, depression, chaos, like that's going to be reflective of what you do. You know, even even in my my own life, going and looking at like the kind of person that I wanted to be, it was like there's been moments in my life where like I'm about to send a text that's going to fucking destroy everything, whether it be a friendship or a relationship, a business partnership. And so what I started doing is I started taking my phone and writing out my thoughts in my notes and then being like in five hours, if you still feel the same, you can send it. Because I realized I needed this buffer because we're so react. I'm reactive. Like I'm super reactive. So like, I, I need a pause button. I need chill. Step back. Cause you're going to realize more often than not, it's probably not that big of a deal as you're making it in your head, but because your state is in anxiety and chaos and depression, you act in that manner. And mm-hmm. it, it's fascinating to me that every single time I've ever ruined something in my life, it was because my state because of where I was mentally, emotionally, physically, like, what are you doing? And it took me a long, long, long fucking time, right? Coming from that abusive background to get to this place where I'd be like, someone being upset with you doesn't mean that they hate you. And you don't have to react in this way where you're like, I'll show you, you know, and being reciprocal and causing other people pain. And it really comes down to what you're talking about. It's like, know thyself. Know, like, learn who you are. Figure out how you react. And then create these frameworks and these parameters in your life where it's like, okay, wait a second. Is it taking the pause? Is it turning my phone off? Is it when I'm in an in-person disagreement and it gets too heated going, let's bring this back in 25 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I think so much of it is also in this, like just creating some boundaries around communication. Most of us growing up do not have a strong example of healthy relationships, of healthy communication, healthy sex, healthy dating, healthy love. And it really is, I think, first and foremost, educating yourself. And I went on this super deep dive where it's like, I'm reading Esther Perel and I'm listening to everything that Dan Savage has ever done in the history of time. And I'm listening to Dr. Drew, like it's my job. And it was like, why? Because I suck at relationships. I don't want to suck at relationships. So how do I not suck at relationships? I learned from other people who don't suck at relationships. Well, at least not as much as I suck at them, right? (laughs) And so it's like just going one step ahead. Uh, Something that you were saying also was always know that everything is a projection. So when someone is, and, and hurt people hurt people. So if someone is trying to hurt you, it's only because of their own unresolved issues. So, and they are projecting it onto you. So that's another way, now that we're talking about this, to take a pause, put a pin in it and say, okay, well, what, what's going on inside of them? And when people judge someone else, it's also, it's a judgment on themselves. If you say to somebody, you are a, you're dishonest or you're a horrible person or you're whatever type of word you want to say, that's really coming from how you're feeling about yourself. So you can actually flip the switch by just having compassion for that person. And for me also, this was like my growing up, I had an older brother that I popped out. He was just jealous and angry. Then I had a younger brother. So I grew up with this older brother who was not nice to me or my younger brother. It took me years and healing to have such compassion for him. Now I look at him and we love each other now. But I look at him to this day and I could start crying because I look at him as like this. He was hurt. He was angry. And that's the only way. And even now he's happy. He's happy. He's married. I mean, he's he still has like his own things, but I can look at him now and I can see sometimes I see him judging anything or whatever. And I had a family dinner, I'll just glance down the table and just like send him some love because I know that it's just him doing the best that he can. You know, I don't he's tried therapy. I don't know if he's really gonna like really go to deep dive in therapy, but I think that this is just the way he's gonna be for his whole life. But I have such compassion for him. Yeah. And I think that's super like empathy is so important. Compassion is so important for other people because, and especially because you never know what's really going on. Like even I I heard, I thought had this really interesting thought and I might be stealing this. So if this is not my thought, like, I'm just going to call it what it is. And they were like, in my head, I was like, I remember seeing the research from Dominican university where they're like, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. And I was like, there is no freaking way that you can know what's happening in somebody's life, even if they live in your house and eat dinner with you and go to bed with you every single night. And it's like, you have to have that space to give them grace for where they're at and for you. Because most of the time, even ourselves having all these thoughts, we'll latch on to negativity. We'll nat- latch on to fear. We'll latch on to all of the worst of what life can be. And part of that's a survival mechanism. And the other part is like, you have to actually be cognizant of it again, to your point, awareness and just being aware of everything at all times, which is kind of exhausting, but it also gives you presence because when you're making sense of things in real life and making meaning of them while they're happening, that's where you have power. 
right? You're not stuck in the past. You're not stuck in the future. And it's like, I, I try to teach my clients because I learned this and it played a massive role in my life. What do I need right now? Mm. So many people get caught up in the past. So many people caught up in the future. It's like, wait, wait, wait. The only thing that actually matters is this literal second. And so Jamie, my friend, this conversation has been absolutely incredible. Before I ask you my last question, please tell everyone where they can find you and learn more about what you do. Yes, of course. So my website is therelationshipexpert.com. Very straightforward. My Instagram is at therelationshipexpert. It's just the letter X, no E at the beginning of expert. Um, my show is Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio, but all the links and stuff are on my website. My book, like I said, called Man Festing, is going to be published, going to be distributed by Simon Schuster February 7th. However, in about, well, by the time this is aired, there will be a link on Amazon. So now it's like we're in the future. But we don't like living in the future. We like living today. We're present. Um, and free gift link, um, seven days to manifesting love, affirmations, and exercises you can put in the down below as well. Yeah, for sure. We will do that. And of course, we'll put all the links in there. And of course, we will support you and do everything we can to help you uh, move that book. Because as an author, I know how important it is to have community in this. That said, my friend, my last question for you, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? To me, unbroken means you're free. Pure freedom. Free from the past, free from the chaos in your mind. You are free to live the life that is meant for you. Brilliantly said. Could not agree more. My friend, thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Thanks. Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify Hit that five-star, leave a review, and you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, 
emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.